Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Adam Bob Show, number 37. Cue music. Good morning. Here we go. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you and you and you and you. Hey, good morning, Mr. Brantley. Hey, good day there, Bob. Well, here we are again. Oh, I know. Sorry, I was still singing a lot. Oh, that's all right. Enjoying myself here. How about you? Well, I'm going to, I think. Well, we are. We're going to have an exciting 30 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ed and Bob Show. We're so glad you're with us today. And tell everybody a little bit what's coming up this half hour. Well, this half hour, we're going to be talking about spring being here. We're going to talk about is, is someone listening to your cell phone call? What? Wait. What? Yeah, I thought I heard something. Yeah. You okay. know, I did that one time. What? Oh, the old analog cell phone. Oh, I remember that. Those yeah. scanners you had. I heard this guy. It was Jimmy Carter. <laughs> no, wait a minute. What? Well, we're going to be talking about that. Well, so I don't, I don't, don't know. Don't jump the shark. Here. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let's see. Also, we've got the mailbag and we've got uh, complaints. All that good stuff. Well, then we'll be ready. We're ready to rock and roll here. You want to get into the news now? I want. To, I got the little clip here for you. You ready for this? All right, let's go. All right. The uh, first ever veto by your president, and here are his comments. Okay. Okay. Gone through a lot as we take action to restore our national sovereignty and defend this nation from criminal cartels, human traffickers, and drug smugglers. Crime of all kinds coming through our southern border and other places, but this is the place. This is the place we have the biggest problem by far. And I want to also compliment the incredible people at Border Patrol and ICE and law enforcement for the job they've done. So first um, veto by so your president. What would you think about that? Well, I think it's about time. He should have done some others, but there hadn't been much legislation, really, to be honest with you. You know, nothing's, not much has been passed. But what is, he's asked for $8 billion, was that what it was, on yeah, top of the yeah. other five or something? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he's going to get it. Yeah. I don't think they've got the votes to overturn that. No. So, All right, what else we got in the news? Well, let's see. You know how I've been taking this, uh, let's see, what sorts of dosage? medicine? Yeah, it's okay. uh, like 81 milligrams of something of aspirin every day. The doctor but told baby me. Baby aspirin. Yeah, baby aspirin. I, yeah. Take a, I take a baby aspirin every day. You know why? To keep your the blood flowing they, through your veins. Yeah, everything, they told right? me I should do that. Well, now taking that low-dose aspirin every day to prevent a heart attack or stroke is no longer recommended for most adults. And now so now I shouldn't do it? No. Well, you're Matter of fact, they're telling me. you not to. <laughs> what? The American Heart Association has reversed their ruling on that. That they're is saying crazy. saying you should not do it. You, I'm telling you, don't do it. Well, when people, it almost, I, you know, when people and doctors tell you, you got to do this if you're going. This is a great finding. We're going to yeah. save your life. Do this, and then five years later, don't do that. Right. Don't so, eat this. Don't do that. So I've just quit doing yeah. anything. <laughs> so if a well, doctor tells good. me to do something, I'm going, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not well, doing that. They did this big, huge clinical study and yeah. found that it did not make any difference. That's bizarre. No okay. difference. So I'm glad I never started because I, I bought them. They're sitting in the cabinet. and I uh, just bought my second bottle. Really? Yeah. So I just I'm throw take, that out the window. Come on, take them back. All right. I'll, I'll give them to the dog. <laughs> no, I don't have right, no, I'm just kidding, that. folks. Don't write yeah. letters about yeah. that. Okay. What else in the news did you see? Oh, let me, I, got, I got one for you. Okay. You ready for this? Um, you know, the AOC, 
That's what I call her because I don't, uh, whatever her name is, right. the girl from New York that's yeah. in the House of Representatives now, she got all over the president of Wells Fargo Bank and said, this is what she said. If there is a leak from the Dakota Access Pipeline, why shouldn't Wells Fargo pay for the cleanup of it since you paid for the construction of the pipeline? <laughs> Wells Fargo helped the financing. They had nothing to do with building it, but she thinks they somehow are supposed to be responsible. Wow. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, that's what's happening. This is this is politics in general, Bob. This is what's going on everywhere. It doesn't mean they have to know things. Aren't no, you supposed to be educated no, and, no, and understanding how no. everything works? Listen to this. Listen to this. Okay. Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, the guy from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. He's he raised an eye popping six million dollars in his campaign's first twenty four hours. Oh. Because he just yeah, he announced for president. Wow. And he's what he's, he's a Democrat. But he need twenty something. Yeah, he's well. a young guy, right, yeah. What's it with these young people taking over? Don't they know that it's the old people that should be in charge <laughs> since there's more of us? Oh, yeah. Biggest segment of the United States is older than 65, and we're being run by a bunch of 20-year-olds. Exactly. That's exactly right. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Whatever. we got to get to your question of the day. Move along here. All right. What's your question of the day? My question of the day is, does Knox County really need a countywide fire department? Wow, you know that. It, it, listen, that's in the front page of the paper all the time. Everybody's. It sounds. Here's the thing with that. It sounds like a terrific idea, until you have to pay for it. Yeah. And then when you have to pay for it, and everybody in the county's taxes are going up significantly till you're reaching the city's level. Yeah. They're going. Uh, uh, whose idea was this? <laughs> Tell me whose idea this was, because I'm going to go. I'm going to have a little discussion well. with them. What do you think? I mean, well, first of all, it's not a. I'm going to continue on here. I'm sorry. It's not reality because there's eight, seven or eight um, uh, utilities mm -hmm. in the county. Mm -hmm. There's not just one like KUB mm -hmm. in the city. And they there's have to provide water. Seven or eight. Right. And a lot of them have only two-inch pipes in their entire county. They don't have the water pressure. A fire hydrant is what you have to have to have countywide protection. Yeah. Takes a, You have to have a six-inch pipe feeding that. All you right. have to have enough pressure to feed that. A six, you, they don't. The, the utilities outside can't do it. They'd have to be completely well, reconstructed. The infrastructure would completely have to change. And you're talking about tens of millions of dollars. And who's going to pay for that? Evidently, you, I don't know. But if you if you raise taxes, those people in the county will. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? Well, I jumped all over that one. Well, my thought is pretty much the same. I mean, we heard about this when we were in commission. Oh, over, over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of guys really want this. Well, it sounds great. Yeah, but uh, I think our present Knox County mayor made a pledge when he was running for office, he will not raise taxes. So I think this thing's dead in the water if he's true to his word. Well, be, and Unless it's a Bush thing, you know. Unless the infrastructure's there, it's extremely difficult to deliver enough water. Mm -hmm. If there's a fire, it's very difficult to have a tanker bring enough water to put out a big house fire or right. barn fire or whatever. Right. Right. You may just be trying to protect the rest of the houses around or something. So yeah. a lot of people are thinking the fire department's going to run out there and save your structure. No. And if you're delivering the water, it's far more difficult. And there's not maybe enough lakes around for them to run thousands of feet of hose mm -hmm. to make it happen. I just, I, I, it gets down to the utility companies. They'd have to completely 
the infrastructure would have to be built. I, I really don't see how she can do it. So that's my there you go. Twenty cents. So worth. what's your uh, my question of the day is if spring is here? Yeah. So do you think? And I I think I do believe this. I think we'll still see snow flurries or snow before oh, summer. Come on. No. Come are you with on. me or not? No. Are we're not gonna have snow? No. No more snow. I I think. Well, I just think. We're going to have some colder days before Is that because it's of over. the climate change, global warming, and all of that? Boy, I tell no. you, it's been a rough winter <laughs> for a lot of people. It's been, oh, well, you're right, around the yeah, country. Yeah, it sure has. has. And then all this water. Yeah. We've had a lot of water here. A lot of water. Did you? I, and now that we're on the, kind of on that topic there, you know, I, I there's a lot of places that didn't realize that water was such a threat to them. In Knox County. Yeah. Well, no one had flood insurance. No. I had people call me. No. Told me I was still still in commission. They said, hey, I don't have flood insurance. What are y'all going to do? I'm like, well, first of all, (laughs) first of all, let me explain to you. I'm no longer on commission, but, uh, you know, insurance is kind of your deal. Yeah. (laughs) The government is not Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. So, but we had so much water in the place there on North Shore. Mm -hmm. It was flooded for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I, and I, again, I just go back to I don't think a lot of people realize how much that a water flood like that could affect them. Well, I don't think it's so much that you should buy flood insurance now. No, no, no that's, that's that. a hundred year flood. I wouldn't do it now. Yeah, and, and to explain to what people mean, but when you say a hundred year flood, twenty, it's, it, it's has there been a, a rain like that in the last hundred years? No, and then it was kind and of that's, like that. That's, that's what it there is. There you go. Yeah. All okay. right. All right, well, we've got to move along here now. Uh, tell everybody what our topic of the day is going to be. It's going to be as someone listening to your cell phone calls, other than your Wait, significant other. Hello? What? What? Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, you've got somebody special to talk about. Oh, I do. The folks at Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair. I was at down at the Lenore City location this past week getting four new tires put on the old truck. It's, they're nice people down there. They really are. They've got four locations, Kingston, Pike, and Knoxville, and Farragut. Also, Highway 321 in Lenore City, Foothills Parkway in Maryville, and Congress Parkway in Athens. Got those rocking chairs and gliders and <laughs> nice books you can read and magazines. And you just and they've got a church pew. There was a black lady came in, and she sat down on that church pew. And I said, ma'am, I don't want to bother you. If you're happy, I'm happy. But I'm just telling you, I would get off that wooden church pew and go over and sit in that nice, comfortable glider. <laughs> and did she? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she says this is good for my back. Yeah, she was anyway. close to the Lord. There. That's right. <laughs> so whatever you need in your car or truck, schedule it, and you can schedule it online. Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair, just wonderful people. All right, Ed, it's time to get to our topic of the day. Is somebody listening in on your cell phone? How secure your cell phone conversations? And, l- and let me start this by saying you and I both know because we were – you know, 20 years ago, when phone calls were analog, the newsroom at radio stations would have a, a, a scanner up loud. Yeah, like a police scanner. And it was scanning cell phone calls. Mm-hmm. And we would hear, and some of you all listening out there, we would often hear people... That we knew. That we knew, who are big-time executives talking to private conversations over the scanner. Well, that was illegal, you know. It was illegal, but I didn't do it. I just listened. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was on in there. I walked by. It was an accident. But uh, whatever. That's that, not the crystal that came with that scanner. <laughs> no, they changed it a little bit. They yeah. clipped something in there. But you go back to uh, now, everything is uh, digital. But mm-hmm. still, I thought, you know, when people went to digital, people say, oh, well, you're bulletproof now. Well, not so true, is it? Well, you know, years ago, Bob, if you picked up the phone and heard someone talking on the line, mm-hmm. you assume that someone had picked up an extension to the phone. Sure, true. Right? Yes, sir. But in cell phone, uh, the way cell phones are today, you hear a strange noise in the background of your calls, or that's a bad sign. Because if you've heard those sounds and thought someone is listening to my calls, you could be right. It could be a sign that someone has installed a phone-tapping app on your phone. And now, explain to people, because it doesn't mean that somebody stole your phone and then they ran off in a corner and put something on it. Although, I mean, that could be true, too, I guess. But some of the apps that are out there now that look so cool, hey, I got to get this app, you can take these pictures and this, that, and the other, may have what they call malware in them. Right. And they are listening to your phone calls, they're getting your passwords, and they're sending it to somebody else. But how can we help people protect themselves? Well, you can get a tap phone tap detector. Yeah. Uh, Is that an app we're downloading? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. But, you know, if you, really, if you're hearing clicks and beeps and signs that you're being tapped, can include rapid battery drainage, strange mm. texts, messages, performance issues, and ads appearing at strange times. But if you really want to be sure, just install a phone tap detector on your phone. Wow. Uh, so, anyway. And, you know, tapping, you have to have a warrant to tap. You can't do it without a government warrant. So they have to authorize that. But if you're the mafia or the Chinese uh, people trying to get your passwords, you know, all those people out there, they're trying to get everything from us. Mm -hmm. Your credit card numbers, they don't care about that. But as you said, if your cell phone doesn't hold a charge very long, if you hear something in the background, clicking noises... Uh, if your phone is hot a lot, mm-hmm. very warm, yeah. you could have something like that on your phone. So, And also, it goes the other way, too, because they're not going to, it's not a wiretap on your phone. Right. They're not doing that. It's an app that's been installed on your phone that takes away and lets the, the person who installed that app know who you're talking to and what's being said. It, it captures passwords, monitors your activity, takes over your phone's camera, listen in on your calls. And if you suspect this type of spyware on your phone, you'll need to remove it, that's for sure. And the thing I saw in there, and some of this research we did, if your phone, you ever had your phone just sitting like on a table? And all of a sudden, it comes on, it does something, it's lighting up, and you're not really sure what it's doing. They said that's a sign as well. If your phone does things on its own, own without you even touching it, could be another sign. Do you think husbands and wives listen in on their conversation? I think most of them don't care what they're talking about. (laughs) I think but it's very likely, more likely to be an app that you personally have downloaded that you thought was a cool app. I mean, how many apps do you have on your phone right now? Oh, maybe 15. Is that it? I've probably got 90 and I used five of them. I need to delete about 85. Yes, I really do. Because I don't know what half of them that I maybe used them one time, though I looked really cool, and that was it. So anyway, well, you, you know, there, there's lots of reasons that someone might want to listen in on your phone calls. It could be your nosy boss. 
My cozy balls. Yeah, okay. it could be an angry spouse. Okay. It could be a thief or just some prankster, some teenager. I think the biggest thing is to get people's contacts, their their uh, mm-hmm. their passwords, um, their credit card numbers. How many people have their credit card numbers stored on their phones? A lot of people. I, I would say a huge mm-hmm. amount. And um, that's just another way they can get to those things right there. Well, so anyway. We're, we're not trying to scare you, folks. No, it's too late. <laughs> we already did that. Yeah, I've already done that. But anyway, it's um, it's not like the old day where you scan it necessarily, but it's definitely out there. Have so. you ever checked or ever thought that your phone was tapped? Yes. Really? I mean, in, in current day or past day, I mean, yes, I have yeah. thought my phone was tapped. Absolutely. In fact, I've had people... In the past, uh, during the political world, mm-hmm. saying that your phone is being tapped. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Isn't it scary? That is scary. I wonder if it was true. Well, I don't Well, they would be bored to tears. <laughs> <laughs> is this not. all he talks about? Is UT Sports? Can't, can't he talk about something else? Well, maybe not. Uh, evidently not. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Let's see. Where are we? I've lost my track here. Uh, we, um, We're we down to Topic of the day. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell everybody what's coming up. Well, we're going to look in the mailbox and check out some complaints, and then we're going to talk now about your sponsor of the day. We do, and you know what this is? This is coming up. Uh, the Pigeon Forge Rod Run is going to be April 11th through 13th at the LeConte Center in Pigeon Forge. You know, this is really a lot of fun. Um, they they have, you know, the um, swap shop there, or the place where you can buy things to, to for your cars, you know, hard-to-find parts. They're going to have... I mean, hundreds of vehicles for you to see there. Just unbelievable. Um, It's just hot rods, classic cars, all that. It's going to be at the LeCon Center, Pigeon Forge. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, April 11th, 12th, and 13th. And guess who's going to be there? Who? Punch! Punch! Poncherello oh, of chips, chips, yeah. yeah. Eric Estrada <clears throat> is going to be there, and in fact, if you want a VIP special night, that they have a special <laughs> uh, meeting with him, like the uh, Friday night. Wow! And uh, you can meet him, and but he'll be there signing autographs. So Ponch will be in the house. What about that? About that? Yeah. I'll bet that uniform's not quite as tight now as it used to be. (laughs) Still got that smile, though. Oh, yeah. Fire those women up. All right, right. let's move along here. Let's go to the mailbox. Okay, you got one? Open it up. Mary from Clinton says, oh, come on, Mary. Do you guys like antiquing? Oh, what? (laughs) Do we look like antiquers? We do. I've I've gone and and uh, with my wife and walked down to there. Where does she live? At Clinton. She wants you to walk downtown Clinton at all the antique shops. Have you ever done that, though? Uh, when, when they have that festival, I've been there during the festival. It's kind of interesting. I yeah. like it. We like the yeah. people from Clinton and Anderson County. We love oh, those yeah. people. Absolutely. But they have antique shop after antique shop. Oh, what's the old sign um, my expert told me? Uh, the sign that says, uh, we, we buy junk. And sell antiques. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been in some places like that, too. Not saying that's like in Clinton, but no, I've Oh, that's got some really nice things there. Yeah. What yeah. else you got? Uh, let's see. Ned from Farragut. Why is Farragut a city? I don't see the point in Farragut being a city. You know, they don't have a police department, right? Nope. And they, um, they but they get... They get half of the liquor by the drink money from Farragut. 
They get a lot of the sales tax from what's in Farragut. Uh, but yet, they again, they're not... But Knox County is paying for their police protection. But what is the real reason that Farragut is a city? Go ahead. Lay it on. Tell them. Tell them. I want to know. You want to know? Well, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what it me. was. Because back in 1980, Farragut Incorporated to keep from being annexed. Oh, that was really it? That was it? Yeah. Who was the mayor of, of Knoxville back in 1980? It was, was it was Victor it? Ash? Yeah, it was Victor so Ash. So Victor was threatening was, to uh, to annex well, he Farragut? Was going, he was going down Kingston Pike annexing everything he gets hands on. And so they popped up and did this. 1980. Mm-hmm. Incorporated his town. I, wonder what, did, I, I vaguely do remember that, though. 1980. Bob Leonard was the first mayor, along with five other times he was in office. Eddie Ford became mayor in 93. And then Dr. Ralph McGill. Yeah, all of those guys were the original founders. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the uh, history of Farragut. It's also known as Campbell Station after a fort and stagecoach station that was erected. Really? Yeah, Captain David Campbell did that back in 1787. Now that building still stands. If you go, if you go, it's it's a Campbell Station at Kingston Pike. It's that two-story brick building to the right that looks way too close to Kingston Pike. Mm. It looks like it's right up against the road. I know where you're talking about. Yeah, That's it. There. That's it. It was built in 1810. It still stands there, inside a town hall. And there was a Civil War battle at Campbell Station, November the 16th, 1863. Now, some people get confused, like me, about Farragut and Concord. I did, too. Yeah. I, uh, now, was that two separate things? Yes. Concord is in the, is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. It was founded in 1854, just east of what would become the eastern boundary of Farragut. Farragut wasn't there when Concord was So, Concord started. is down there beside that railroad track. And the river. Yeah. So, that's probably where the train stopped that's or something, right. and everybody got on and on. Yeah. The, well, the main rail line to Atlanta, main channel of the Tennessee River, is important because of Tennessee marble. That's where they loaded the Tennessee marble in the late 19th century. But there's a lot of beautiful old houses there. You know, people learn so much from just listening to us. I I, I think. I don't know. Well, if you could add to it, give us a call. (laughs) We'll be glad to hear from you. Hey, folks, this is the Ed and Bob Show. Ed, tell everybody what's coming up, uh, not only in a few moments, but what's coming up for our next show. Well, you know, we got to find somebody to replace Lamar Alexander. Mm. This is a Republican senator. From the state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. and uh, this is this is a big position. Yeah, it is. You, you know, it's where all the billionaires are in the right. Senate. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see because uh, the other seats are pretty well full. Mm-hmm. Burchett's already got a job, all of that. So we'll see what happens. We've got some some people that said yes, maybe, and some people sorry said no. But sometimes no is not no. (laughs) All right? All right, let's uh, get to some complaints. You got one? Yeah, I do. What is it? Well, kids aren't growing up. Uh, I know that surprises you, but let me explain that a little bit. You know, we've been hearing about the college admissions bribery scandal that's been going on recently, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, most people have children too young to worry about higher education in that part right now, but the parents sure are. So here's here's what's something that's shocking to me, and I don't know if... At your house, if this ever happened. Okay. Okay, let me turn the page here. All right. By the time kids are old enough for college and way beyond the point they should have graduated, parents, whether wealthy or not, are still doing things children can do for themselves, such as 76% 
reminded their adult children of deadlines they need to meet, including schoolwork. Wow. 74% of these parents made appointments for their kids, including doctor's appointments. Oh, yeah, well, that's probably true, yeah. 15% of parents with children in college had text or called them to wake them up so they didn't sleep through a class. Oh, I, I don't remember doing that. You didn't do no, that? No, I didn't do that. Well, here's the real thing. They just probably missed the class or something. <laughs> 11% of parents with adult children will call their child's employer if he or she had an issue at work. Uh-oh. Wow. Now, that's... Uh, that's know, a little bit. Yeah. Well, and 22% say they've helped them study for a test. I'm sure you've done that. Well, have you, as When you were general manager of WIBK, did you ever have one of your employees' parents call and say, hey, you know... Yes. Uh, you're kidding. No. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. I just... So this, as a matter of fact, I had So this really happens. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you're doing it in high school, you can't stop at college, says his mother. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it in college, you can't stop when it comes to the workplace. You have manufactured a role for yourself of always being there to handle things for your child. So it gets worse because your young adult is ill-equipped to manage the basic skills of life. Is that the helicopter parents? Exactly. You got to let them fail. Let them get out there. Get out there and fail. All right. I got a uh, complaint for you. All right. These millennials do not know how to write or read cursive. They're not, they're not taught cursive. I know. And, and and I was looking at some of the downsides of that is. Uh, well, first of all, I think you brought it up one time. They couldn't read the Constitution of the United States. No. Because it's in cursive. Exactly. <laughs> what about is that? Is that crazy? Uh. How do you, are you going to have people that don't even know how to read cursive? It's uh, as of May 2016, only 15 states continue to include it in their core curriculum it is common core you know we heard that a million times common core no longer requires students to do cursive um and it's what our country was founded upon exactly i just exactly and they say fine motor skills coordination muscle development synchronization of hands and eyes are improved by learning to write cursive it also um well well the downside is everybody says well Everybody's typing now. They're typing on their phones, typing on their computers. Uh-huh. They're not writing anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what do you think? Which one? Is it a lost well, skill or nobody cares? You know, the older I've gotten, the, the worse my handwriting has gotten. I mean, I am terrible at handwriting. It's mm-hmm. worse than a doctor or anything like that. So I've tried to revolt back to printing okay. things to try to help that. But it is it is something I think everyone should learn. I, it's not a problem to learn another language. So it should be taught in school. It, it it's it's part of your heritage. So do you think that, of course, that now they're saying that parents are having after-school cursive clubs to teach their kids cursive well, writing? It should be taught in school, in class, and, it, and if the parents don't care, it's not going to happen. Well, Common Core says they don't care. Who is Common Core? It's the U.S. government. That's Common Core is where in Washington D.C. they're going to tell you how in Knoxville, Tennessee, to educate your kids. Yeah. How you like that? Well, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I guess not. Who's going to take care of that? All right. Uh, but tell everybody how they can comment on this stuff. Okay, you can go to the Ed and Bob. Um, webpage, mm-hmm. check it out, edandbob.com. Down on the right hand side, there's a comment section. Just fill that out. Mm-hmm. Email at edandbob at yahoo.com Yahoo. and use your Twitter account if you like. 
Yep, we're out there. Ed and Bob Knox, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox, are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Ed and Bob. There you go. All right, let's see. Do we have any corrections? Did we screw anything up? Uh, or nothing so. we'll admit no, to? No, no, no. Right, we're good oh, on that. Oh, I want to say. What you want to say? Yeah, you got, got them all. Arthur, got Arthur Seymour Jr., yeah, Arthur. who uh, was, was the attorney who represented almost anything with lands or Him changes. And John King, yeah, those yeah, two. He and John King. <clears throat> well, Arthur Seymour Jr. passed away recently. And my buddy down in Hardin Valley, Roger Yarnell, who was a barber in Hardin Valley really? for, oh, I guess 45 years, he passed away, too. Well, that's just hard. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. Yarnell yeah. is that, there's a lot of Yarnell history in that Hardin Valley Absolutely. area. Absolutely. He lived there all of his life. Yeah. Amazing guy. Well, anyway, we well, say, we say goodbye that. to those two. There you go. All right. Tell everybody what we're going to talk about next time. Who's going to read? Oh, we, we, we have a correction. Correction's coming in. Okay. Well, the who is that? Beta, Beta, uh, what's his name? The guy in Texas? Beto. 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 He's 47. 47. I thought he was 20. We just, wait, you can't run for. Well, it's almost 20. You got to be 45 to run for off. 35. Sorry. Okay. I'm using your assistant. Don't How much mess that with cost? my assistant, okay? You'll get a bill. And next time, what are we going to talk about? Uh, who's going to replace Lamar Alexander? Yeah, who's that going to be? Will we put up a road sign for him? We might do it. All right, Ed, see you next time. Bye. The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back Like the sailor said, quote Ain't that a hole in a boat My head keeps spinning I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just the beginning My life is gonna be Beautiful, I've sunshine enough to spread it's just like the fella said Tell me quick Ain't love a kick In the head